All right, gang, I'm in a really good mood today. These jerseys are garbage. They're literally garbage jerseys. That was fucking brilliant, Dan. I know. These parlay kits, they've been a big hit. You make me really proud, my friend. Thanks, Don. I told my contact over to Adidas, this is something the MLS commissioner, Don Garber, is really going to enjoy. All right. Now that we have established my identity for the listeners, I want the two of you, my MLS cabinet, to come up with some other things in soccer we can take literally and use as marketing activities. All right. What sort of ideas do we have? Do we have any good ideas? I'm thinking big. I'm thinking Salah. I'm thinking Egyptian. Let's invert the pyramid. Like the great pyramid of Giza. Let's literally invert it. Like a literal inverted pyramid. Whoa, Don. I I mean, it's going to be kind of hard to convince the Egyptian government to allow us to invert the great pyramid. Okay. How about the step pyramid of Djoser then? That thing is already falling apart. Don, that's a, that's a little too obscure reference for the people to get who are listening to this sketch. I mean, if those nerds don't get it, neither will the rest of MLS. All right, then, Dan, Mr. That's Too Obscure, what do you have to suggest? Well, this past weekend, John Champion called NYCFC a feeder club. Yeah, that asshole. So, you know, why don't we make them an actual, literal feeder club? Let's send the NYCFC players uh, over to Manchester and have them feed Man City players a meal. I, we have some great footage, you know, of Pep, De Bruyne, Sterling, Aguero. No, Dan, no. I, I've, I've got it. How about cathedrals of soccer? That's what they've been calling the stadiums in Minnesota and D.C. And those whiny bastards in New York City can't shut up about it. So how about we start having NYCFC? Let's have them play in an actual cathedral. Actual cathedral, you guys. That's fucking brilliant. See, Dan, this is the kind of thing I was talking about. Well, how about we electrify the seats at Allianz Field? Why? Well, because they've been saying the atmosphere is electric. Let's electrify the atmosphere. Dan. So you're probably saying I shouldn't propose my sudden death plan? We call it Soccer Podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Caleb. And I'm Colin. This week, Salah slumps, Allianz amazes, and Arsenal is an ass. Tragic news today, as we saw pictures on all the news sites. The Cathedral of Notre Dame in France, in Paris, um, burning to the ground. And the French, I, I haven't seen them do this officially, but I bet they will rebuild the cathedral. Because even the cathedral that burned down had been rebuilt multiple times over the generations. But it led me to think about which ancient building that no longer exists I would like to vi- have visited. Um, and you guys, of course, will answer this question, but I'll give you a little reprieve, which I don't usually give you, but I'm feeling merciful. You know, I'm feeling merciful. I expect you to remember this next I, time I you'll whine about these questions. It's, it's going won't. no way. Okay, okay. One time out of how many episodes? Cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> See, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. That can be our tagline. Thank you. Anyway, um, Library of Alexandria, that's the one I would choose. Repository of all ancient knowledge, all ancient histories. It would have been amazing to get those papyri. But you didn't read any of it. 
Uh, yeah, I'd give it to someone who can. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that that actually does make a little more sense. Okay. You know, Carl Sagan visited it in the first episode of Cosmos. He was in the li- in the spaceship of the mind, and he went to the Library of Alexandria. I don't know that library was in New York. <laughs> Weird. Was Pele there? <laughs> <laughs> I know the cosmos think they're pretty old. They're not that old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So which which building would y'all have gone into that doesn't exist anymore? I'm gonna go Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Ooh, that's a nice one. Hammurabi built those, right? I thought it was Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, I don't know Nebuchadnezzar. You're yeah, right, you're right. yeah. Because the main reason I would go there is just because it's fun to say the word Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, they'd probably kill you if you took the king's name, so probably don't do that. Uh, I'm not saying I'd take the king's name. I would just say it aloud. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just want to take Colin, make a time travel ship, and take Colin back to the court of Nebuchadnezzar and see what happens if this emperor is like faced with Colin just being like, Nebuchadnezzar, 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 Nebuchadnezzar. You need to say that. Dude, come on. You have an awesome name. (laughs) This is so cool. You need to say that now. I don't have to go back in time to say that. But you're forcing me into a context of coming up with an ancient building. So, you know, Isn't it crazy, though, that I, I feel like if we went back to ancient Babylon, instead of speaking, there would just be speech bubbles above our head with cuneiform in there. Like, that, that's how I imagine that time being. But, uh, Caleb, where, where would you go? Um, not technically a building, but the Millennium Falcon. It's an old ship. Okay, okay, from okay. Millennium Stuff Fal- that is actually, far, far away. actually existed. It's a long time ago. Dude. We don't know if it exists. <laughs> <laughs> not nah, just like have you realized that they're all documentaries uh not yet i guess from now on all right well uh, thank you for <laughs> indulging me um we should now move on to the first segment of our show one that we call don't look back in anger in this segment we discuss minnesota united fc and look back to the first game at allianz field and not with anger but uh, I look back at it with a bit of, um, the, I look back at the score with a bit of neutrality. I look back fondly on the day, unlike the Snopener at TCF. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it, it, the weirdness of the game paled in comparison to the majesty of the moment. It was, which, str- it was a very oh, strange that's game. poetry. That should be our tagline. The majesty of the moment. Held in comparison Since to the we're, whatever we're else you said. No, no, no. It, it was the other way around. <laughs> because, like, otherwise. <laughs> Since when were we pitching taglines? Since now. Are we going to have a tagline now? Yeah. Maybe that should be our tagline. Are we going to have a tagline now? Hashtag. Yeah. We call it soccer part. Hashtag. Are we going to have a tagline now? You know. We have a different tagline every episode? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, yeah. I think Absolutely. we should. Yep, yep. Hashtag different tagline every episode. Okay. Okay, um, <laughs> it, that was a very weird game. Yeah, very strange. Very, it. Other things you don't see every day happening in soccer happen in this game. Sean this, Johnson making probably the biggest howler in Minnesota since Sammy Najok. Yes. Yeah. Um, we had our, the first goal of Allianz scored by Ozzy Alonso. We had the first lead given up. Was, in was that a volley? By the way, it was a yep. volley. Yeah. The first lead given up by Allianz by Minnesota. The first comeback in Allianz by Minnesota. The first uh, 
VAR review taking away a goal by Minnesota. The first, the first VAR review taking away a penalty from Minnesota. The first of many bathroom lanes as well. You just plan your bathroom trips better, people. Yeah, I drank two like, beers, okay, in the first half. Maybe if I had one. Wait, two and you still can't hold it? What? This is not about the size of my bladder, okay? Uh, It's becoming about the size of your bladder. That should be our tagline. It's becoming about the size of your bladder. Such a great hashtag. We should have a Twitter poll. (laughs) (laughs) But like no context. It's like, which is better? And then the tagline. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah. I mean, Uh, this was... I feel like the game compressed like most of its goals into this like tiny little period. And then it was, you know, decent backup for it, you know? Yeah. You can tell that the players... As my friend Shane, who I've mentioned on this podcast quite a bit, put it after the game, players got too excited and blew their load early. And wow, that that is that's graphic. Kind of, that's even more poetic than kind of, what I had. They ran out of energy during uh, around seven, the seventieth minute. Got yeah, slower, wasn't as back and forth. You could tell that first half was. Are you saying that the tackles in the second half were the sloppy seconds? Oh God. <laughs> I'm not going to identify that with the response, Colin. I'm better than this somehow. I'm no, not. you're not. Yeah, you're right. So, Romain Metanier, beast among men. He, there were moments where he was dribbling around New York City defenders like they weren't even there. His crosses were fantastic. Um, he kind of started the play that um, and then, oh, led to the, the first goal. Yeah. Led, for the, led to the first goal. He had great interplay with Ethan Finley on the right hand side. That right hand <sighs> yeah. side, we were. Fortunately, our attached down there, for sure. And I mean, and, some of that was the frailties of NYCFC. Yeah. Like, Tony Rooka should not have been playing anywhere near that team. And, and yet, they had him as the left center back, and he was just well, there to get roasted quite a bit. And he was uh, by Finley quite a bit. I, I I would give you that if Metania hadn't also impressed in many other games this season. No, yeah. And we've, oh, yeah, totally. I think most of us have been banging his drum for quite a while with some skepticism from others that yeah, I haven't yeah, encountered. No, I fair. think Metania kind of solidified himself as one of our best, the best signings of the offseason. I think this was Finley's coming out party this season where he kind of reestablished himself as a day-in, day-out starter because we didn't really know how he would be when he came back from injury. And he showed in this game that he can slowly behind defenses and become and be a thorn in the side of center bats and fullback. Can still place crosses really well as, mm-hmm. as well. And assist on Anji's goal. Yep. So a tie. Yeah. Fair result. Could have been either way. Could have been yeah. a loss. Could have been a win. Yeah. I mean, a tie is fair. It's not the storybook anything we wanted, but it's no it's no five one. It's no five one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> it's sad that it's come to that where we're like, okay, <laughs> we didn't lose in embarrassing fashion and in I, the middle of a fucking snowstorm. And I didn't lose feeling in my toes. So <laughs> but, great, great uh, success. Now now turning to matters that are not game related. Fantastic atmosphere. That place is loud. Yes, it is. Producer Nick on the pitch before the game telling us that it was just mesmerizing to come out of that tunnel with a big fucking rock at the end of it. Yeah, like nobody has actually explained what that rock is. Apparently, according to Andrew Lovgren on Twitter, it's a piece of iron ore that's meant to uh, represent the iron range. Seems like the sort of thing that you would say on 
like a press release or maybe, something. Maybe they're gonna do like a different thing every every week from Minnesota. So next time we'll have a little Red Wing boot sitting there from Red Wing. <laughs> and I approve. Yeah. Um, Just a slab of Ludafist. It takes like a bite. <laughs> oh, if you tamed on the pitch of that, you're off the team. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, one time there's just a glass of water, and people are like, "What's that? Still water? Still water? See, not sparkling, still water." Someone knocks it over. No, no, I ruined the metaphor. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, uh, I think most of the people listening to this are going to have already formed their opinions of the atmosphere at Allianz Field, so we don't need to belabor the point that it was amazing. Everything went great, and uh, and if you haven't been, definitely go. Yeah. As soon as you can, as I, soon as you can make a trip up I, here. I or highly here recommend here. that you attend a game at Allianz Field. It's fantastic. Oh, God. Best stadium in MLS, hands down. Which is the next one that's going to get finished after this? Is it going to be Cincinnati, I'll think? Uh, New York probably. City. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Uh, probably Cincinnati or Miami. And Cincinnati hasn't even, like... We haven't no, seen a have structure plans. coming out of the ground no. yet. Right. So no, they have plans. It looks suspiciously plans? like ours. Yes. Oh, weird. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> it, the Inter Miami plans have also come out, and uh, there's parts of it that look suspiciously like ours. Yeah. There's there's other parts of it that look suspiciously like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. But. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, um, any, well, well they are next to Atlanta. So. <laughs> yeah. Anything else that we want to talk about with uh, this game, Minnesota United? Um. um Concussion protocol worked. Oh yeah, uh, Michael Parra yeah. and I forget his first name. Castellanos, yeah. For New York City FC, collide, smashed heads in the box, uh, right in front of the supporter section. So we had a good view of it. Castellano uh, was out cold. He was, was out cold. He landed. He was gone. not conscious. Michael Parra bleeding profusely from just above his eye. Yeah. Um, both trainers were waved down by both teams, and both players did not continue. Uh, yeah, right. Ike was more willing to not continue. Uh, Tassianos, once he got to the end touchline, started to run towards the bench, and his trainer dragged him back by the jersey. Like, no, you're not running. No, no, <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. No. Good, yeah. Good. Um, I will say th- there were parts of the game where Alan Kelly was really slow on some of those head injury Referee calls. Alan Kelly. Yes. And it, it made for a difficult atmosphere because. Head injury calls so long as they are immediately spotted, it makes sense. But if it goes 10, 15, 20 seconds where the referee either doesn't notice or is looking to see if it's a head injury versus like grabbing his knee or something, that's when you start to get some of the fan frustration. Yeah, And I, I felt like that started to boil over a lot in the stands. And eventually... It did kind of bleed onto the field with Anton Tinnerholm late in the game getting hit in the shoulder jaw area, but acting like he had been clocked in the back of the head. Um, he went down his head on a Minnesota attack as well. Um, Alan Kelly yeah. waited, called the uh, time. Tinnerholm refused to leave the pitch, and that's when the was a little bit of a practice when Ozzy Alonso told him to get off his pitch, probably, presumably in very nice terms. I'm guessing. I should yeah. also, at this point, mention speaking of fans understanding calls and such. Um, there's a very amusing thing that happens 
in the, in the Wonder Wall, which is that as soon as something happens that the fans haven't seen because of the other side of the pitch order, everybody turns around. <laughs> and I loved it when it's like New York City FC scoring a goal because like immediately everyone turns around and turns their backs. It's kind of like, you know, they're showing their backs to the, I know. To yeah. the enemy. It's hilarious. Anyway, let's move into a segment that we call The Championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues. The NWSL and MLS and the NWSL had their opening weekend. Washington Spirit hosted the Sky Blues. We got to see that stadium where I believe Demarcus Beasley last year was like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm separated from these loud kids by a curtain. In the Maryland Soccer Complex. Yeah, that that was that stadium. Um, And... It, it looked in all of its splendor as it did when DC United inexplicably was playing there. Um, See, if Allianz Field is a cathedral of soccer, what is uh, the Maryland soccer complex? Is it a tree church? You know, those, those hollowed out trees where they have churches sometimes? Very large mm-hmm. trees. A street side preacher on a soapbox. <laughs> 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 With like a dog peeing next to it. <laughs> yep. Okay, um, now that we've dissed the Washington Spirits home, let's talk about their 2-0 victory <laughs> over yes. Sky Blues. Yes, but they won. So. Uh, I mean, that's what happens when you play Sky Blues. Um, constant, constant pressure by the Spirit throughout the game. Um, eventually, Sam Stab. No, 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 you got to say, Sam Stab. <laughs> hey, careful with that. Jeez. Um, she shivs in a goal in her first... <laughs> Her first professional goal. Uh, congrats to her. They say um, the first cut is the deepest. EP, <laughs> I know. Uh, Megan Crossan also scored in this game. Heading on, you guessed it, a cross. Sky Blues didn't do much of anything. Sounds like their attitude towards, you know, improving things in their team. Yeah. Um, they did fire Tony Novo, their uh, general manager. With bad like a week stuff. before the season. Wow. Okay. Is that bad? Um, <laughs> he should have been fired a long time ago. So people weren't fig- like they could not figure out should they be excited about it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like Larry David like Jeff. Eh, eh, anyway, he is apparently going back uh, to his home mortgage GIF. practice. GIF. Okay. GIF. Yeah. The, the largest team in North Carolina, the Courage, came up against Chicago Red Stars. This game ending 1-1, this Red Stars also, by the way, releasing their new home jersey, the Elevated Kit, which has a map of Chicago showing uh, the L lines, the train lines. It is a gorgeous kit. Whoever does the Red Stars kit design is brilliant. Yes, indeed. Um, You know who else is brilliant? Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr is a treasure that we should all just constantly be watching. Um, She got in behind a low through ball, cuts through two defenders, then slide it past Steph LeBay. Fantastic, fantastic first goal. Kind of a surprise that the Courage let one in that quickly, given the fact that you know they are the rampant defending champions. And uh, Crystal Dunn getting the equalizing Kerr then almost, almost getting the winner, but the shot goes off the bottom of the crossbar. Orlando... Hosted the Thorns. Uh, Portland leaving with the 2-0 win. And could have been a lot worse for Orlando. Ashlyn Harris made it a estimated, not at all exaggerated, 7 billion saves. I believe they required 30 petabytes of data to calculate how many saves Ashlyn Harris <laughs> yes, made. Uh, and yeah, MIT researcher Katie Bauman coming up with the algorithm for that yes. one. Yeah, yes. Okay. yes. Big week for her. 
Yeah. yeah. Ashton Harris also very candid at the end of this game saying, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but what can I say? Am I pissed? Yeah, I'm pissed. I have to be the best version of myself every day for this team. I believe in myself that I'm the best fucking player out there, and I can't give that to other people. Um, go watch her entire two-minute, 40-second interview clip, because it is probably some of the most brutally honest post-match player interview material I've ever seen. It's and re- just the tone on it was just cold-blooded anger at yeah. how bad her team was. It, it's a very fair statement. Yeah. Because it, that defense just was not stepping to any balls out there. Also, Tobin Heath making an incredible goal with a back heel sidestep. Was that what's that is that what that's called? What's how do you oh, get Hit it with a back heel and to just time trip over the line past Ashlyn Harris. Yeah. That's, I don't yeah. know how else to explain it. Yeah. Incredible. Just just amazing goal. Yep. Uh Houston Dash played Rain FC, who are still acronymed SEA, despite the fact that they now play in Tacoma and not Seattle. So aren't those two places the same place? I mean, Sorry. they've got the same airport. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. SeaTac. SeaTac. Maybe that's what they should call them, SeaTac. Anyway. They could get sponsored by Tic Tacs. <laughs> this game ending 1-1. Nichelle Prince nicks the goal off of a defensive misplay just 10 minutes in. But eventually someone from Seattle, I mean Rain FC, uh, was able to get the equalizer. Um, very last minute penalty that maybe shouldn't have been a penalty because... Probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um the soccer gods smiled upon Jane Campbell uh, by delivering a penalty that was kicked dead straight to her. Major League Soccer now. DC and Montreal playing a nil-nil win midweek. Actually, I think this was on Tuesday. It was. It was like right after DC had already and Montreal had played another game that previous weekend. And yeah. it looked like it. Yeah. No Rooney, no Piatti, and nothing going on. Montreal almost got a couple of counter goals. But okay. Yeah. Chicago hosted Vancouver Whitecaps. This came ending 1-1, and uh, yeah, nobody really went to Bridgeview to watch a team that is probably not going to be playing in Bridgeview anymore soon and is not going to be named the Chicago Fire anymore, probably. It's a whole weird situation down there in Illinois, in the Chicago metro area. Well, David Usted. um, Oh, buddy. Yeah. What are you doing, baby? I feel like this was the week of goalkeeper howlers. We saw several was, of them. He is, he is very thankful that Sean Johnson exists. Because yeah. Otherwise, he'd have the worst howler of the of the week. So he runs out to collect a cross, gets to the edge of the area, just about manages to get his hand on the ball before a defender or before an attacker gets to him, and he pushes the ball away towards what he thinks is a defender, but then gets it into the feet of Jordi Reyna, who now has an open net to shoot on, and the nice slow ball coming on a layup for him. Boom. Goal. Vancouver. Like, I, you can blame Alexander Kataya a little bit for just walking out of the way of Usted's pass. I mean, but when your goalie was rushing out at you and not stopping, yeah. you don't get in his way. Yeah. Also, you should probably just kick the ball as soon as you see that your goalkeeper is on the ground right next to you. Like, even if he's holding onto the ball, just just kick it. The VAR gods gave Chicago a penalty in the 83rd minute. Nikolic converts, and then Maxime Kripo saves the game. That's how you say it? 
Is it, or do you, would you say crapple? Creepy? I was Poo-poo. saying crapple this entire time. I feel bad now. I, I say crapple. Who knows? I think it is crapo. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not crapo. It because... sounds delicious, but better than mine. I would have yeah. crepes than crap. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would eat. <laughs> That's a tagline. Better have better to have trapes than trap. I go. would eat Boom. the like shit that. out of that. Boom. Um, <laughs> Chicago. It has to be said again. Had control of this game in an attacking sense, but wasn't able to get the finishing touch. That elusive finishing touch that they had hoped Mr. Gaetan would bring them, which is concerning against Vancouver, who have not been to this year. Exactly. Montreal hosted Columbus and still got the one nil win despite that uh, dull draw earlier in the week um also despite playing their game on a brownfield like it it kind of looked a bit like the bus barn site before they built <laughs> allianz field soccer. uh rudy yeah a pressing run and takes the ball off the defender um passes it back to uh, novillo for the only goal um not much also report from this game, so for that Jardis missed a bunch of chances. Maybe he's back to 2017 GIC Jardis. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Sophomore slump, as they say. We'll get to that one with Mo Salah later. Houston <laughs> bringing San Jose into their house and sending them off with a 2-0 loss. 2-1 loss. Yeah. Um, the first highlight of this in MLS's format package was somewhere in the 19th minute Wilmer Cabrera being very angry about something <laughs> and they didn't explain what it was. You think he was just angry about like not having something for the players to come out of the tunnel and touch like they had a rock in Minnesota. Why can't we have something over here? Some barbecue, dry rub maybe. That'd be great. God, they that would every be awesome. They yeah. some dry rub barbecue at my seat. Yeah, can you imagine um, just like touching the dry rub before you go on the pitch and your hand just smelling a barbecue the for- whole first half? I mean, I, I would much rather like kind of like that, like carrot and stick sort of thing, but like barbecues <laughs> and a front. red bone ahead of you. You just yeah. run after it. The best goalkeeper in this game was the crossbar and for both sides too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, fantastic goalkeeping on both sides by and, the crossbar. Yeah. Monotas squares one up to Elise for the opener. This, I mean, you know, Houston is kind of the Albert Elise uh, Monota show. Happen again. Yeah, and yeah, they're performing very well for them right at yeah. the moment. It's it's gonna be wonderful to see what happens to Houston when they end up having to sell hours the lease. San Jose gets the equalizer, but then Thomas Martinez. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Who stored notch? Who stored for San Jose? One of, of us. Exactly. He's Definitely. from the town that I live in. Really? Yeah. No, we won't say that town because any listeners want to track you down. So it's you, Jet and Yule with uh, a good long range turtle into the low corner. Um, unfortunately, the equal footing for each team would not last long. For uh, Thomas Martinez, just the winner later for um, Houston. Yeah, I don't know the team name. Uh, Marcos Lopez late on. Deciding that not enough right cards in his life goes in from behind, studs up, and gets two footed scissor kicks Bonnie Garcia. That's like three right cards in one. Studs yeah. up, two footed, and scissor kicks guy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was rough. I mean, would have been the worst incident had it not been for Kaku Gamara. But anyway, yeah. Seattle and Toronto going up against each other at Sea Link. 
Uh, Seattle getting the home 3-2 win. Producer Nick, a happy man after this game. This despite Toronto looking really good in this game. Uh, Pozuelo and Josie have already have great chemistry. And it showed right here. The two goals that Toronto scored were both assisted by uh, Pozuelo and scored by Josie all. Always stores. You, you, you think Jovinko is sending Josie messages and just gets like new phone who dis in response? I think no. I think Jovinko dis like the dot dot dot, then disappears. Nothing comes. Yeah. Scene yeah. at four p.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. poor guy. Um, but Will Bruin playing for Rui Diaz, um, getting getting the goal for Seattle. The graceful diving header. More graceful than Angelo's, but yeah, still. Um, also a fantastic team goal by Seattle. Uh, Nico Ladero ex- was able to extend the lead at that point. Uh, Christian Roldan also had a heck of an attacking day. A great ball from uh, Lirdum to send Roldan through. Um, so that three one always stores stores. Yeah, gets the consolation later. brace with twenty minutes to go, and then Toronto knocking so many good balls against Stefan Fry, who makes. Incredible save, uh, amazing incredible save, save on him by him by on, on Pizuelo. and then L- Lawrence Saman of all people hits the post. Lawrence was- Saman likes a very late thirty yard banger, and unfortunately, he didn't like liked it enough this time. Yeah, I mean, fortunately for British Nick, but I don't, know. I don't really care. So I, I read an article um, yesterday saying uh, Gillette no longer a fortress under Bla- Brad Friedel, and I'm like. Gillette Stadium was a fortress? What? Yeah. Gillette has been a fortress like, since 1776. Yeah. Uh, so New England bringing Atlanta over to, uh, well, New England, not really Boston now, is it? Yeah. Foxborough. And New Eng- sending them away with a 2-0 win. Why the hell can they do that with us? Yeah. Yeah, Notch. Why are you looking at me, Adrian? Because you were there. there. You, were, you there. were there. Yeah. I was shouting instructions. Nobody listened. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Joseph Martinez, my notes say, kind of stinks. I agree. I will yeah. always agree with this. He's, He's only had one goal so far this year. Doesn't really that good. He had a chance early on where he rounded the keeper and then just kind of sent this, his shot to the you penalty know, spot. You know what's hilarious, odd? by the way, when he scored that one goal? he, You know, he, had, he used to have that celebration with Miguel Almiron where they both like put their fingers up in the air. Yeah, and it's the turn. Dragon Ball Z fusion dance. Yeah, and he only did like one side of it and it was fucking pathetic. And I laughed my head off. I thought it was adorable. Fuck I'm that. sorry. I Atlanta can't. I am. You know, I, I like that they won this game only because it'll give their fans just a little bit of hope. And I want it to be crushed. I mean, part of the hope was Barco finally coming good for them. He has a brace in this game. Putting yep. a hell of a turler past Cody Cropper. MLS player of the week, no less. Cody Cropper is bad, but also might be good. Um, No. He had some good saves, but also is bad. He had bad. some good saves eventually. But that was after he had multiple very bad moments. Okay. He, he's Schrodinger's goalkeeper, both good and bad at the same stage. Until you actually watch a game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, FC Dallas played Portland, getting the 2-1 win in Texas. Jesus Ferrer gets a goal that was offside, except for it was deemed that Diego Chara intentionally played it, possibly, oh, even though he... Like, it got kicked into his shins. It's not his favorite rule. Oh, God, I hate that offside rule. It's so bad. It's so stupid. Anyway, I, I mean, another it, great example. Yeah, Ferreira was onside before 
He was the on, kick, onside I guess. when Barrios hit the ball against Chara, but yeah. was offside when the ball ricocheted off of Chara. It's weird. Yeah. Dallas does manage to get a penalty kick that they scored then, and uh, Christian Paredes manages to head home his first of the season with a cross from Blanco to get Portland the consolation goal. Portland had two penalty kicks waved off late, like deep in the stop time, second half. Both, well, one of them definitely should have been given the handball on the box by a Hollingshead. Then a late tackle uh, push on everyone's favorite one that got away, Ibabasi. After that, a little more questionable. I probably would have given it as well, but two, yeah. yeah. They could have won this game. Cut, one yeah. yeah, they could, they should have at least got a point on yeah. this game. If we assume that there was at least one and a half penalties there, they should have won this game. With the handball one, the Timbers' actual Twitter account actually tweeting out saying, if this isn't handball, we don't know what is. Colorado bringing DC United over to Denver and uh, getting pasted 3-2 at home, sadly. I mean... It- DC looked much the better team, but Colorado did have a couple of very good moments from Benny Failhaber. Um, scored kind of a, a weird, just pinging around the box chaos goal for the opener. Also had a nice cross over to Kai Kamara um, for how many goals has that guy had? It's like was it one hundred and sixteen? Yeah, like, that? like something. He's one hundred and sixteen, I believe. Yeah. yeah, is he gonna break the record eventually? Like, what is, is he going to catch Wando? I mean, he's, sh- he's probably going to be like the super sub in his 80s. He's still going to like come on in the 80th minute and exactly, score. Exactly, yeah. Um, so. That being said, uh, DC definitely was the better team. Um, he had Lucho Acosta just acres of space in the box, which is not smart for somebody like Acosta. Uh, Chris Durkin um, gave plenty of reason that he should be playing every single game, despite the fact that. He's apparently too good to be sent out on loan to Bayer Leverkusen. That story came out earlier this week. (laughs) Um, And then Tim Howard gave up a third. He was in no man's land when Lucas Rodriguez ran through four. Yes, I counted four Colorado defenders. That's not fair to Tim Howard. Those... I mean, four defenders at in Colorado terms is like two and a half defenders and less quality. So <laughs> these guys and they were all surrounding him, and none of them closed. All of them just ran in. The, the, the five of them ran in formation, and then the, the Rodriguez was like, "Oh, we've got to the goal. See ya." They're more of yeah. like a like bodyguards shielding him from Tim Howard, I guess. I should also add that he got the ball off a miscue by a Colorado player yeah. in the midfield. Yeah. So uh, Steve Birnbaum uh, did have a fantastic clearance off the line. Very Probably with on. his shoulder. It wasn't yeah. the shoulder. Ah, incredible, incredible late moment there. RSL in the Lion, hot Lion on Lion action. RSL the, facing Orlando. Do you Zotan see the Lion the King Twitter? Yep. Yeah. Where whatever RSL's Lion mascot is called sends uh, Mufasa, a.k.a. Kingston, to his death. Yeah, it was amazing. I like that. Zlatan Snuffborn. Yeah. <laughs> So RSL lost uh, Everton Luis to a first half injury in this game. No word on the other half of the duo, Liverpool Clark, um, Luis and Clark. I did it. Yeah, I am tickled. One, of, one of us gets paint. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Johnson tripped over his own feet and then still won the ball of Ron and See, beat this is Brian Rowe at the near actually post. Actually, a really good strategy by Sam Johnson. He goes down. The defender's like, he's going to call for a penalty. I'm going to argue with the ref. And he gets up and takes the ball on stores. <laughs> Brilliant by Sam Johnson. Indeed. Um, 
Orlando had Nani and Dom Dwyer sitting on the bench and brought them in for the second half. Uh, the problem was uh, they had to wait for that double sub until right after Demir Krylock scored the second. Nani gets the free kick over the wall, and uh, Romano does get a finger on it, but it, it does go in. So He could have read the ball flight a lot better. Hey, you know what I didn't do just now? Um, uh, moving nothing. on to Dallas did, yeah. to Philadelphia, nothing. Okay, <laughs> next time. Next time, I'll come back. Okay. With no, sure. no, you're you're not doing it next time. LA we're, Galaxy we're keeping you from doing it. I uh, should say the uh, LA Zlatan scored two against the Philadelphia Union. Yeah, uh, Zlatan scored both goals in this game. Uh, first one probably could have been called back for a foul by Zlatan on Austin Trusty. Kind of shoves the back of his neck and his head over while he wins. While Zlatan wins the the ball in the air and heads it in. Um, he also earned a penalty off of a Jonathan Uno Santo cross um, <laughs> after being smashed by Ty Baden after going up for the ball. Uh, if, he then converted the, the penalty pretty easily, sending Andre Blake the wrong way. Um, currently outpa- is outpacing Joseph Martinez's 2018 golden boot record. He should get like, they should take, you know, the, the, the custom boots that Joseph Martinez had with his, like records, just take the same boots and add like Zlatan's achievements. Just cross out Martinez and make Zlatan one of them. Okay, a couple of bad things for Philly in this game. Uh, Marco Fabian left in the 23rd minute uh, because of an injury, and then Austin Trusty, along with getting a like back to the next shiver by Zlatan, um, also got two yellows. So he he will miss the next match. Marco Fabian ready. injured, huh? No one could have seen that. Yeah. LAFC played FC Cincinnati. At the bank. And uh, LAFC putting two in the bank. Yeah, uh, Mark Anthony Tay and um, Carlos Vela with the goals in this game. Uh, Mark Anthony Tay scores the second goal of the year on a, on a, on a corner. But the first one kind of just heads it in, cross goal. Ramirez almost ran into his shot, but... Yeah, yeah. like that, that would have been the most dickish of Christian Ramirez goals. SKC plays RBNY, who are coming off their game with Minnesota. And this game ending 2-2 in Kansas City. And Kansas City not selling out the stadium either. Yeah, missed out by like 540 tickets. What the fuck, guys? What the fuck? Haven't you heard of any of this Fort Lauderdale shenanigans? You should do some of that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Russell had the opener halfway through the first half. Um, just was torching Connor Lade the entire game. Connor Lade. Not very good at soccer. He was playing because Kamar Lawrence was out, right? Yeah, uh, with the flu. Um, I, I would much rather have Kamar Lawrence throwing up all over the field than have Connor Laid <laughs> hey, hey, play hey, another we minute hear if I was a Rebel kinks, fan. Okay? We don't need to hear about the kinks on this show, all right? I mean, we are we already talked about the Northern Irish stuff. That's fine. <laughs> um, it, it, Danny Royer also beat the offside trap. Uh, was able to draw Amelia out. Um he kind of flapped at it aimlessly at the top of the box. I don't blame Melia too much for having to run out for it because um, his defense just kind of abandoned if him. If you want to blame anyone, blame uh, Johan Troze for Ten City, who was a good two yards behind the rest of his defensive line. Yes, indeed. Um, Brian White uh, got on to just an absolutely perfect cross for a diving header. Wasn't he the guy who made, like, meth on TV? No. That's Walter White. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, Brian and, is the other he, nondescript white name. Ah, okay. All right. Uh, third straight game 
for Mr. Busio scoring at 16 years old. What were you doing at 16? I was scoring goals on FIFA. I mean, you and Busio are literally the same person. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I didn't score until I was 17, so. Mm. God. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to say that in front of your hand? Uh, no, of course not. That's why I just said it. I was like, I know that you guys are going to cut this out. All right. Romelo Kaku Gamara. Leave it in. <laughs> manages. Romelo Kaku Gamara manages to nearly kill a ball kid and a senior citizen sitting behind him. Was a by senior citizen? An older uh, man. Older, older gentleman. Older individual. Yeah. By, because he decided he got mad that the ball had gone out of touch. And he decided to walk up to it and kick it with full force at the crowd. Not great, Bob. No. No, that's a three-game suspension, Bob, hopefully, at least, if at not least. more. Yeah. Uh, Luis Robles coming out at, after this game with a doozy of a, of a quote. And, and, and pick, if, if you will, listen to this one and, and try to figure out if you can pick up on when Robles should have, uh, should have stopped talking, talking uh, when, when, he, when he was actually talking. I know that he's remorseful about it. I know that he didn't mean to do it. We all checked in with the guy, referring to the person who got hit. I guess that's the price you pay when you sit in the front row. Am I I right? I think that last part, that last part is where he should have stopped talking. I think before the am I right. (laughs) Why why is Luis, is this what Robles expects when he buys front row tickets? Like he leaves a soccer game where he hasn't got smacked in the face by a ball being like, ah, God damn it. I I mean, mean, I bought these tickets specifically. Other sports. Say like you know, Torta teach the basketball game. You might run the chance of getting like, dove on by accidentally. But that's all. That's what I was getting. Accidentally, that happens. Yeah, I it's mean, very rare that a player is going to hit the ball directly at your face because most players aren't petulant children. Yeah, I mean, some players might kick it directly at your ass if you're on the capo stand. But I I need to make a poster for when Zlatan comes back. I'm go- I'm going to do that one of these days. We, you only have like nine days to do that. Yeah, it's true. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, all right, let's uh, now take a quick break. We shall return with more from U.S. soccer and the rest of the world. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. It's time now for our segment, Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones and study. The latest from the U.S. Lower Leagues this week, Nippon Chokra of SockTakes.com back with his report. Hello, everyone. This is me, Nippon Chopra, with another edition of Top Lo-Fi Hits. I'm going to talk to you today about primarily about USL Championship and talk to you a little bit about a couple of things in NPSL as well. Uh, there were some really interesting games this past weekend in the, USL, in the USL Championship. I want to start with the West. In the Western Conference, there were some incredible results. And I'm going to start w- with uh, Las Vegas uh, beating Sounders to 5 nothing. Um, this was a uh, I think everyone knew Vegas came in as favorites, but no one expected the walloping they gave Sounders' uh, second team. It was uh, K- 
catalyzed by Irvin Parra's hat trick after the game. Eric Winalda was uh, waxed lyrical about his team, talked about how well they moved the ball. Uh, and I think this Vegas team, uh, which really struggled last year, is starting to show some talent on the pitch, which is important because most of the conversation about Vegas so far has been about stuff off the pitch. Uh, similarly, New Mexico United, new team here in the USL Championship, beat Real Monarchs, one of the stronger teams in the league last year, 5-1. It started surprisingly actually with the Jack Blake goal for the Monarchs, but almost immediately the Monarchs lost their defensive shape and really struggled to open up uh, New Mexico United, even though uh, they actually, they being Real Monarchs here, uh, had more of the ball, but they just could not convert those shots onto shots on target. And uh, they'll be very disappointed with, with the result uh, at New Mexico United. The game that uh, I'm going to pick as the best game of the, the weekend, Tampa Bay 1-1 against Lewis City. Two of the best teams in the East. Uh, entertaining football, lots of shots on goal. Lewis City, of course, edged possession as they like to do. Uh, Tampa tried to play a little bit on the counter, especially towards the, it, it, during the second half. Um, really good match if... if you know, if you're a soccer purist uh, and you're looking for a match to watch this weekend, you, even though this was only a one-one draw, I thought the quality of the ball, uh, quality of ball movement, uh, quality of the tactics was very, very good. In other lower division news, uh, New York Cosmos recently—well, I guess it's been a couple of weeks—but they've st- uh, they announced a friendly against FC St. Pauli, and they are now starting to sell tickets for this. Uh, it's going to be. A uh, big occasion. FC St. Pauli has played against Detroit City FC uh, a year ago. Um, Chattanooga has a big time friendly scheduled um, for uh, also, I believe, in, I think that one's in June. So these NPSL pro teams are starting to uh, organize friendlies and l- levitate themselves onto the international stage, which, which is good to see. And I'm going to close out with my home team, Indy 11. Um, currently playing uh, Swope Park Rangers, which contains Gideon Zalalem, once of Arsenal fame, and uh, Indy 11 are currently uh, winning 2-0. But what I want to talk about is uh, Indy 11 stadium project. It seems that Indy 11 is much closer now to a stadium than we have ever been before. Uh, This is buoyed by the fact that Indy 11 kind of packaged the funding and support for its stadium, along with uh, the NBA with the Pacers and given the importance to the Pacers to Indianapolis uh, I think the fact that they bundled it together ended up being a really smart move on the ba- on the um, uh, from the thought process of uh, the higher ups at the Indy 11 structure and it's pr- going to be really interesting to see if they can secure funding um, b- based on the fact that they are very very unlikely candidates for an MLS expansion That's it for today. I'll be back next week and I look forward to talking to you some more. This is me, Nipun Chopra, signing off. Have a good one. Thanks, Nipun, for that report. It's time for us now to... We'll just talk about the Gold Cup without going into a new segment. Yeah, with the Gold Cup, groups have been announced. The Guyana is going to play the U.S. here at Allianz Field. I'm going to that game. I'm pretty excited. And Panama and Trinidad will also play the same day because they are in the same group. So good that we've got tickets to both of those games. Oh, I, I messed it up. The other game that day is going to be Trinidad playing Panama. Thank you very much. Was David Lee Roth here? 
Let's oh, no. Go. Dear listener, that wasn't David Lee Roth. That was just, you know, Colin O'Donnell. Let's now go into a segment we call, they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. Tottenham Hotspur coming up against Huddersfield, relegated Huddersfield, and demolishing them 4-0. Lucas Mora scores the first hatchet by a Tottenham player not named Harry Kane since Gareth Bale. Cool. Manchester United beat West Ham United 2-1 and two penalties scored by Pogba, the the winning combination here. Yeah. um, First penalty was questionable. Second penalty was a dead penalty for sure. Um, Yep, stone cold. Yep. Manchester City complete their rampage of Crystal Palace 3-1. Raheem Sterling with his 17th goal of the year. 16-10, 17th goals of the year. Uh, man, in form, definitely having the best season of his career right now with 17 goals. 17, 17 goals, 17. Yeah. Liverpool playing Chelsea 2-0 to Liverpool. And Mo Salah only got his 18th goal of the year. What a slump he's in, right? Yeah. You guys, yeah, Liverpool man's fans must be very, very disappointed this year. Go watch that goal now. Jesus Christ. It's oh my fantastic. God. It was uh, the Olsen Derby this weekend. My wife, Taylor, is a Chelsea fan. It was a little bit tense. At some moments, but I may have jumped from the couch and also sold my coffee when I saw a story. <laughs> you probably had to clean it up, didn't you? I didn't smell my coffee. I almost did, oh, but okay. I saved it. Good job. Should we mention that Manchester City have a game in hand, but are currently two points behind Liverpool? That's not even relevant to anything. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cut, that, cut, that, cut that out. Cool. Watford. Playing Arsenal just today, and uh, Arsenal getting a win? What? I know. Getting a clean sheet on the road? Yeah. Impossible. Uh, Troy Deeney got sent off in the 11th minute. Um, It initially looked like he elbowed Lucas Torreira in the jaw. Turned out that he only um, shot a forearm into his jaw, which is still kind of bad, let's face it. Um, Obama Yang nicked the ball off of Ben Foster's foot for the only goal of the game. And Arsenal somehow survived despite playing against 10 man Watford. In English Championship news. But the championship is a game. <laughs> uh, a Leeds fan broke his ankle while celebrating their lone goal in Sheffield United, I believe. Um, big promotion battle there. Uh, the fan waited until after the game to go to the hospital. The pitches are on dead spin. Look at your own wrist. No, don't do don't do it. <laughs> do it. Let's do now it. move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Bundesliga time, where uh, the table currently sees Bayern Munich sitting at 67 points in first place. Dortmund sitting in second with 66, both having played 29 matches. Yeah. Um, 4-1 win for Bayern over Fortuna Dusseldorf. Uh, Dortmund got a 2-1 win over Mainz. Um, RB Leipzig also uh, with a 2-0 win over Wolfsburg. Sorry, producer Nick. Uh, the big news that we care about with this game, um, Leipzig's assistant coach, Jesse Marsh, has been announced that he will be taking over the head coaching position at Red Bull Salzburg next season. This was expected when he moved to Germany from New York last year. Yeah, good stuff for an American coach. La Liga, Huesca and Barcelona played to a nil-nil draw, and Huesca is at the bottom of the league. What? Crisis. 
crisis. Obviously, um, Mr. Messi getting his nose broken by the Manchester United player last week. Who, who is that under her? I can't remember. It, it might have been, yeah. So that uh, obviously affecting them. A little bit. A little bit. Um, a 3-2 win for Sevilla over Real Betis. Um, that combined with a Valladolid 2-2 draw against Getafe uh, lifts Sevilla back into the top four. It's Getafe, not Getafe. 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 Yeah, there you go. All right. Getafe. Valencia. <laughs> Valencia. Let's, let's speak Australian. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a tagline. Um, Let's speak Australian. <laughs> uh, Valencia beat Levante 3-1. And uh, who even cares about what Real Madrid did? Liga, where PSG suffered their first five-goal loss, I believe in history, if I'm not mistaken, but it might not. It might be in quite a while. Anyway, hasn't happened in any recent past. In Lidon, I'm sure in the Champions League, they've done smashed a few times. Yes. Yeah. Lille 5, PSG 1. Wow. Yeah. Check out the scenes from the Lille supporters section during that game. It's fantastic. It was lit up there. It was Lille. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I will that, not apologize. No, no, no. That was, that was a little bit better than Louise and Clark. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's now move into a segment that we call Confessions. Where Colin confesses all he knows and you should forget. Watch this. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I said all I can say, my shit on the side. So she got one on the The one thing that we didn't discuss. The black mark on the Allianz field opening uh, was the uh, multiple ruptures that occurred with the fantastic TIFO. Uh, that members of the Wonderwall put a thousand plus hours into. Um, it, it it was sad to see. It, it was a bummer. And of course, it was not the fault of the TIFO committee, or for that matter, anyone involved with Minnesota United. In fact, I have some breaking news to share. We got sabotaged. Third rail supporters showed up the day before the game. You even have some video evidence of one of their members riding the train right in front of Allianz Field doing surveillance. I'm telling you. They got in and they were able to find the couple of rips in that terrible, terrible fabric that we had to use. Because let's face it, how else are you going to do 20,000 square feet of TIFO with? usable fabric they found the couple of spots in there where there could be a rip or two and they just slice some uh some some little uh score marks in there i'm i'm fairly certain i saw a man with the rifle in the book depository building that uh stands no 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 that's the spruce street center you know, yeah yeah that, that was the, the the clock on the spruce yeah street. yeah that, that that's the where it was the rifle there just yeah. taking out the the you know the top of the rigging yeah i mean the the red eye for the loon that was actually a laser sight yeah yeah we did hear them when they were cutting it they're going back to the left back back <laughs> uh, i want to jump in here and give a big 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 amount of kudos to david martin dan scarab and the rest of the team who helped make the tifo 
I actually was not disappointed in the least. I was standing in front of the damn thing, looking up at it in awe, uh, looking at the photos and the video of it. I Who cares what happened to it in the last like two seconds of its life? Who cares what happened to it before it was fully unfurled? It looked magnificent. And I will, I will argue with anybody who tells me that Tifa was anything but a success. And I, I, I absolutely loved it. It was so ambitious. It's wonderful. And I look forward to the next one uh, that this team of people are able to create for us. So uh, th- thanks, Dave Martin, for making it a reality happen that I don't think too many people anywhere in this country could have worked with. It, that thing was a fantastic nightmare to work on. Because it was just so fucking huge. Yeah. Like, it, it was so big that we couldn't even really fit a lot of it in the giant warehouse that we used to make it. Yeah. I mean, it's breathtaking in its size and scope. And weight, too, by the way. Yes. That thing was very heavy. Yes, it was. Okay. All right. With that, it's now time for us to say goodbye to all of you. So, let's tell you where you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Olson 716 on Twitter. Also... Writing for if you have one and yeah, the fans.com. Uh, the complete darkness, uh, Bill Stenrouse has an editor's copy, physical copy in his possession, and hopefully soon we'll get those out to you who have pre ordered already. If you haven't already pre ordered it, you can still order it. So do that. Do it up. Uh, you can find me at the attachments. Uh, you can find my writing over at e pluribus lunum as well as tnadvance.com. You can find me at TW United Fans. You can also find my personal Twitter, which is back at LockstockSpock. We Call It Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. We always love when you tell your friends about our podcast, which can be found on fine podcast providers everywhere. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week.